Are you tired of being ugly? Are you tired of wearing boring clothes? Did you finally throw away your rock revitals? Well, head over to the Stock Market Boutique. You will get new jeans. Thank Jesus, okay? And they're flare, so you can't tuck them into your boots, which we're excited about. And then you'll put a cute shirt on, and you'll just be ready to go. That's the Stock Market Boutique. And then you're going to go, and you're going to use the code TKP10, the Keeper Pen 10 abbreviated, obviously. And you're going to get 10% off your order. And then you're going to wear it around. And you're going to tag us in your pictures. And we're going to just hype you up like we always do. And you won't be ugly anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check it out. And that's the tea, sis. And that's the tea. I don't even know how to remotely start a podcast. I don't know how to start a conversation. (laughs) If I could be any celebrity, I'd be Will Winner. Please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this and you still tuck your jeans in your boots, reach down. Pull those bad boys out, all right? We're done with that. We're done with that. I am 97 pounds of... Twisted steel and sex appeal. Next! I should have bought my recorder. I could have played hot cross buns. Is that that illegal? (laughs) When our two moms listen to this podcast, they're going to be like... Our two moms. They're going to be super proud of us. Welcome to the Keeper Pen. Hey, all you hookers. It's Jenna. Welcome back. Sorry if I sound a little odd. I've been smoking quite a few heaters here lately, so on with the show. All right, the real Jenna's here. Whew. Excuse my um, compadre, my companion. I don't know how much longer I could listen to that anyhow. Yeah, he's really grinded our gears today. Between coughing, farting, opening up the door and causing the security alarm to go off, backing up the golf cart, or causing the dogs to bark, he has done it all. We're done. We are now um, accepting DMs on ways to... Rid ourselves. Yep. Um, we would like to get rid of him. Immediately. At all terms. All right. Welcome to Crime Junkies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the Keeper Pen. We are episode seven. And... Seven is my family's lucky number. Really? Yes. Ours I don't know three, why. Which would be... The do your thing episode, right? Honestly, I don't even remember. They all run together at this point. Everyone's like, I remember when you said this and that. And, like, I love that you guys listen to it. I say so much stupid shit on a daily basis. I've lost track at this point. It all just blends together. Mm -hmm. But episode seven. And this is a topic that we've... Obviously, everyone faces. Because a lot of people have... um, different groups of friends, kind of, and in high school, you deal with that. So this is kind of like school friends, college friends, friend advice in general, how to deal with people who maybe don't understand what you do from a livestock perspective, or dealing with people who do, um, just kind of advice, because, I mean, you don't have to listen to us. We're not that smart. Just might be fun. Mm-hmm. But school friends. It was hard when we were younger because 
I mean, what, we only saw each other May through August. It was awful. I remember leaving State Fair every oh, year. Oh, yeah. And just sobbing. It was awful because I never, I felt like I was never going to see you again, and that was yeah. terrible for me. And honestly, I felt like so misunderstood from basically every other month, you know, during the school year, I guess I should oh, yeah. say. Because what what the strangest thing for me is, sorry if you just heard my phone go off. So the strangest thing for me is I came, I grew up in a rural town, mm-hmm. I would say. There's about 2,000 people. And you'd think that people were used to, quote, unquote, the farm life or seeing cattle or pigs, blah, 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 blah. But no one understood or even tried to understand except for a handful of people. And that shocked the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. I just, I was so confused as to how they didn't understand why I couldn't attend every Friday night football game. Or why I couldn't just go out and cruise the town randomly. And like I said, there were a select few people who did maybe didn't even understand, but tried their damnedest to understand. And the rest of them kind of just disregarded you. Mm-hmm. Disregarded me, I guess I should no, say. No, I agree with that. And and I had a lot of um, awesome friends that I went to high school with and a group of girls that were very receptive to kind of what I did on, a, on you know, in terms of livestock and being an ag. And they didn't understand it at all, um, and I don't think they do, but they would listen to me about it or, or ask questions and, and be intrigued. But, you know, it's just sometimes it was just easier to act like you – I don't know if this was the case for you. It was easier to not even bring it up, showing or being involved in stuff like that, because no one would understand it, or if they did, they'd kind of interpret it in a shitty sense, and then you'd just be stuck defending yourself – with nothing, you know, and, and I came from, I was different. I graduated with almost, I think, 250 kids in my class, um, about a thousand kids in my high school. It was, you know, I came from a fairly large town and it was just easier to act like I wasn't involved when I was in school with agriculture than it was to be involved. And that's awful. That's horrible. But I just found myself not wanting to have conversations where it felt like I was talking to a brick wall because they weren't going to listen. They didn't care. Well, doesn't it, you know, make you upset when you, you know, those those questions, you know, when you ship your animals or why do you do it? And then when you do explain it, they're not going to listen. So that that was my thing that was always sucked was just, um, I just always blew it to the wayside and brushed it under the rug from August to May, you know, in a, in a school year because it was just easier to act like I didn't do it than it was to talk about it. And maybe, you know, as we're sitting here talking, I'm thinking maybe this, when we're saying all of this, we don't sound like very good agriculture advocates. But at the same time, I think that's just our perspective. You know, our opinions, we just didn't feel like beating our heads up against a brick wall and trying to explain something. But kudos to all of you who keep pushing through and each and every day Mm-hmm. went into that setting and were able to, that's just not something that we personally were able to bring ourselves to do. Yeah, I agree. And it wasn't, and it's mostly, you know, in high school, in, in college I got better at it because I was surrounded by people who were like-minded and had the same interests as me. 
And when you have a community like that and you have a group of people like that, you feel more secure in standing up for yourself and not in standing up for this industry. And it's not that people at my high school bashed it by any means. I don't say that. It's that they didn't understand it. They didn't get that I had to do chores before I could go out. That pens had to get clean. That I couldn't come hang out for the weekend because I had a pig show. Um, you know, and just stuff like that. And it it just was easier at the time. And I agree with you. It sounds like we're not advocating for agriculture. But I think that you can always advocate for ag- agriculture and not shove it down somebody's face. Right. That's, that's another important thing, too, is stand up for what you believe in. But don't just throw it at people um, who don't understand it because... That's not, not in any in any situation, not just agriculture, your political beliefs, your religious beliefs, whatever. Don't shove that down somebody's face just to say that you're advocating for it. There's a very different there's a there's a difference between advocating and being annoying. I think that this far extends beyond even school friends, but I'm saying this story because of the fact that I did go to school with this individual. And so anyhow, We were in 4-H and we did farm tours. I'm not sure if anyone else did that, but we were, you know, it was something that was mandatory every year. And we brought a group of probably, I would say there was 10 kids in our 4-H chapter. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know if it's a chapter club, I guess. So in our 4-H club, there was about 10 kids. And this girl in particular, she was never very friendly, to be quite honest with you. And so we brought them out to our farm and showed them the pig barn her dad was just so unenthused the entire time and then we took them up to the cattle barn which is further away than our pig barn is from my house so we actually drove up there so we took all of them in everyone was really kind except for this individual and her father there were just the two of them there and we brought them into the cooler and we're showing them you know all of that and how we do daily operations on the farm and things like that. And he, in front of everyone, decided to go on a tangent about how keeping animals in that environment isn't a natural thing to happen and how it was so wrong for us to be doing that. And here, I thought I was comfortable in the group of people that I was standing in. And that just goes to show you that you just never know what kind of crowd you're in Mm -hmm. or what people are going to think no and that's why it was so hard for me to probably open up more in high school because no matter what group or setting I was in I thought that no matter where I was no one would understand yeah or even try to understand that's that's the big thing for me you know a lot of the handful of the you know handful of friends that I had that tried to understand I have respect for them because even though they had no idea what was going on they tried to come out and walk pigs or they tried to come out when we were gone and just check to make sure the cooler was still running and they didn't say anything about it but those that don't even try to understand those are the ones that really just irritate me yeah and and I agree with that 100% and you know I had uh in middle school we had a sow pharaoh right after school started and a group of us girls, you know, got out and everyone got to see these, you know, this litter be born. And I know that, like, not that I still think about it today, but I see the pictures pop up and I'm like, that was a fun memory. And I know that those girls from that I went to school with think the same, but back to the, the topic of, you know, feeling comfortable around some people, you know, um, in high school, again, like I've said, I've had a, had a big group of girlfriends, um, 
we all got along really well. And one of them in the middle of the year um, decided to become a vegan, which to each, you know, to each their own. That's her, her decisions and her eating habits are have nothing to do with me at all. And I have still a lot of respect for her because she handled it very properly with me. And we got into like an argument, not, not, it was an educated argument in a sense about why, you know, you know, animal rights and stuff like that. And I was like, until you come out, you know, on this, like on my farm and see what I do and this like that, don't use that against me. Because what you watch on a YouTube documentary, what you watch on Facebook is, is again, what we said in, I believe, episode five, they are very good at their job and and making you bite on a narrative that's not true so I told her that you know I just wasn't going to listen to her say that what we were doing to these animals was wrong if she wants to choose a vegan lifestyle because she believes that's healthier for her um nutrition wise okay whatever but um she handled it very well and I don't know if she's still vegan or not she was very um respected my livestock and agriculture, you know, my background, and I respected her decision. Um, but it's hard because I know that that might not be the same situation and they people might not get lucky to have friends like that who can be mature enough. And there's some that would just bash, you know, they could even, for example, uh, go into your barn and try to take pictures like we saw, talked about, you know, previously and just do stuff to hurt you because of their beliefs in your lifestyle. So I agree that it's hard to be comfortable. Um, not that she particularly made me uncomfortable, but it's just easier to not even talk about it. And I think that what I was just thinking about, so when I started high school, the bad part about it for me, you came from a merged, you merged yep. together to one high school yep. from how many junior highs? There was one junior high, but we moved merged from six elementary schools to one junior high. So you, I never dealt with that. Mm -hmm. The kids that I graduated with, I literally started pre-K with, and we were in the same building from pre-K until the day that we graduated. So it's a little different for me because they knew from the very beginning who I was and what I Mm -hmm. was about. But I think in high school, that was when you first start to gain your freedom, things like that. But even looking back, I mean, thinking back to grade school, it wasn't as much the kids, but the parents as well being uninvited because of the fact that you have turned them down so many times mm-hmm. for things that you were doing. So it didn't matter if it was a summer play date. If I had something going on that I needed to get done in the barn or wherever I was, that came first. Yep. And whenever I was in grade school, we ran the swine circuit hard. We were gone every single weekend, yep. and it didn't matter what else we had going on. We were going to be at those shows. And eventually, people just get tired of asking if you're able to come to you know a weekend at the lake or whatever it may be. And I think that was the hardest part for me because you know if, if a person who isn't involved with agriculture just so happens to be listening, no matter what, even if this has nothing to do with the conversation, if this just has to do with a friend that's busy and has a different lifestyle, still invite them. Yes. Invite those people. Still reach out to them. Don't just give up because they have different views or have a different lifestyle than you do. Don't different schedule. Don't quit inviting them. That's the thing that I've learned about getting as we've gotten older. I mean, I have some, you know, some other ver- girls that I'm very close with that, 
we see each other when we can, we text when we can, you know, just stuff like that. You don't have to, friendship isn't a, um, who's there the most, it's who has, you know, your back, and you don't need to have your back and be with with somebody constantly, physically constantly, so, and that's another thing, too, is with that, and feeling uninvited, and being uninvited, you feel left out after a summer. I always, I always remember, you know, especially in junior high, when we, you know, like you said earlier, we, I merged together, I got a big group of friends, I mean, they'd go to the pool, they'd all hang out. I couldn't do that. I mean, let's be honest. I spent the whole month of August and September playing catch-up to whatever stories they were having. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was so far behind. And you just feel like, in, in, in high school in particular, you just feel like I'm out of like I'm out of the loop. And then, then your priorities come August and September are completely in the wrong headspace. Not saying that people who, who aren't involved in agriculture don't... Um, do anything. Do right? anything, but... You kind of feel like you have to put on a bunch of different shoes and, and, and to fit back in. And it's because you were so far behind, you know, you were busy. And, and so if, if you're in high school now or you feel like you don't have a place when you go back to school, you do. You you do. and But don't try to, to venture away from who you are as a person to fit in with something that's really temporary. Because I don't even Honestly, think about high school. I'm, I'm going to be, Jenna has, Jenna is much more sociable than I am. My sister is much more sociable than I am. I'm going to tell you this, and Jenna might disagree. In my opinion, quality over quantity of friends will always be more important. Find those two or three people who support you no matter what your lifestyle is, whether you're gone every weekend, whether you're gone every day, and you have to live out your friendship through FaceTime. Hold on to those people who love and respect you no matter what, and they will be you know, the ones that stick by your side throughout life, for instance. Like I said earlier, that handful of people that actually cared, those are my friends now. And everyone else just sort of fell off the face of the earth, sort of, and I have never heard from them since then. And that's not, you know, neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's, and another thing too, and I know that, you know, our topic initially was kind of people who don't, or just, I guess, friends in general, but there's a lot of um, messages that we had to the Instagram account about how to deal with fake friends or how to deal with friends who you don't talk to anymore or something went wrong and you don't know. Basically, I spent a lot of high school, not just with my high school friends, but with people that, you know, that I did, I just feel like I didn't have the right approach. I feel like I constantly, you know, there was maybe just drama. And this can be in any aspect of your life in any age range. If you're just constantly trying to, like we said earlier, play catch up with these people and and just, it's not a genuine friendship it's going to be miserable and it's going to feel more like a job to be friends with them than it is an actual friendship. That a friendship should bring you joy. A friendship should make you happy. If you feel like it's a freaking job, well then quit that son of a bitch and it just move on. But go ahead. And okay, so I was just thinking in my head, don't think for a second that we're only dissing on people who are you know, have a different lifestyle than we do. In the same way that they need to understand you, you need to try to understand them. My, you know, my two best friends, one of them lived basically 
in the city all of her life. And she enjoyed playing volleyball. Mm -hmm. My other friend has a lot of different talents, and she was a really good dancer. And it's just as important for them, you know, for you to support them as it for them to support you. 100%. And that's something really important to remember is the street goes both ways. Yeah. So in the same sense, you've got to reach out to them as well and try to understand where they're coming from just as much and as badly as you want them to understand you. Yep. I agree with that. I couldn't have said it better because, you know, I, I, I would always try to be at the volleyball game. I mean, all my friends played volleyball. Be at the volleyball games or the soccer games or... You know, if, if I had time, I wanted to support them and be there for them. And I would, you know, usually they would, in return, a lot of, a group of them would show up to the county fair in July and just stuff like that. It's, um, friendships are not one-sided. You shouldn't have to, um, it, it should be a two-way street. And But still, you know, back to what we said, be understanding of people who are busy. Please, if you if you don't think that the your friendship is based upon somebody's time to respond back. That's what drives me nuts, too. I mean, think of how close we are with Yemi, to just throw her out, for example. And we don't talk every day. We, we call each other when we can. and We get together when we can. can. It's just stuff like that. You have to have a mature mindset with it, or it's not going to actually work. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people who are younger, and it's just a constant competition for who can put on the act, you know, on social media of who's the closest and who's this, this, and that, but, like, does no good when you don't have genuine friends in reality and in real life. And that's, you know, what I said when we talked about those topics of people saying, how do I deal with fake friends and whatever. Whatever situation occurred, drama, I don't even want to know, a fallout, evaluate it from a distance. Be like, did I handle that properly? If you didn't handle it properly then apologize. I feel like we need to normalize apologies. You can you can mess up and you can be in the wrong and still not look. I don't even know why people don't apologize. I think it's a pride thing. But like an apology, when you look at it, take your evaluate out of the situation, put your pride and ego aside and just say, hey, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. Move forward. I can't stand how just... No one wants to apologize. No one wants to own up to their shit. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just not wanting to admit that they're wrong. Yes. Oh, my God. I, 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 oh, my, my skin's crawling right now. But just, if, if that's, if you look back at a situation or a fallout or a fake friend or whatever, whatever you messaged us, whatever you, your situation with a friendship has that was negative, look at it from a distance and say, did I handle that perfectly? Was I the most honest and genuine in that situation? And if the answer is no, then apologize and move forward. And if this is my this is my biggest takeaway from life. If you approach any situation, whether it's friends, whether it's a, a show, if whatever it is, if you approach it, approach it with the purest heart and the most genuine and just the best manner you 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 did that and you did everything with the most in the most godly approach and if someone's not receptive to that that's on them that's the thing that i had to learn is i wanted everyone to to like me everyone to be my friend and it ate me alive essentially i mean it just it 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 drove me nuts i i spent so much time trying to make sure everybody was happy that i wasn't happy 
But if I, so I had to teach myself that if I was genuine, kind, honest, and a good person in every situation and treated everyone like that, how people treat me, they'll have to deal with that when they face God one day. That's it. It's as simple as that. And, and, and I know that that takes, it takes work to, to do that because you want to fix everything. You want to have your hand on everything. You want it to work. But let's be honest, when you're in high school, junior high, whatever it is, being liked is of utmost importance at that point oh, in your is. life. It and is. I think that's a maturity thing. And for those of you that are listening, because I know that we have a lot of young listeners as well. And when you're going through hell right now and trying to get people to like you and understand where you're coming from, if you have to put effort into someone liking you and trying to understand you, move along, find a different friend, because being in a friendship and understanding one another should take no effort. No effort. And that's, that's I, I live by it. If I approach the situation in the most positive light, how people act towards me after that, I have no control over. They've got bigger demons to fight than me in, in, in whatever issue we have. And... I think once I started that, and I and I started looking at stuff like that, probably the second semester of my freshman year in college, in my life, you know, I went through a tough time that we'll talk about in a next our next episode. But other than that, friendship wise, smooth sailing. And so I was just actually thinking about this. I assume that we've had a few questions regarding this. So let's say that you're a sophomore in high school and you're showing pigs or cattle or sheep or goats, whatever the situation may be, and you start noticing that you're being uninvited. And say you go to a really small school and honestly there's no one left. What do you do? Yeah. Um, I know how... And it's, this is another thing, too, that they don't, no one understands from a, it's not a small town, but when those kids, you know, they get to hang out all summer, or they don't do a, like a, you know, like a basketball program, or a traveling volleyball, or they don't do stuff like that, their friends are only in their hometown. And that's, that's not saying that that's bad or wrong, but no one could wrap their mind around the fact that one of my best friends was from Louisiana, or that I have a, you know, a very good friend in Wyoming. Or that, you know, I'm dating a boy from Indiana. Like, how's that work? How's distance work? Well, I just, it it just does. I I don't know. It's just part of it. That's the thing that we're, I don't ever feel like, I think when people come from these towns and they just get so enclosed, they think that's the world. And, uh, you know, we're involved in such a a large industry and such a broad industry that realize that's a very big blessing. And they're not going to understand why you're so close with someone that you see twice a year or or haven't seen in in two years even. But just know that you have those people and those people will have your back. And I know that it sucks because you want somebody there. You want that friend to to go to dinner with or go bowling or do whatever you want to do. But don't don't let them feed into the fact that don't like long distance friendships are a real thing. And they're a great thing. And hold tight to those because let's say that you're that person that's in high school and feel like no one is there to understand you. Hey, been there, done that. No matter if you're a guy or you're a girl, I've been there. And what I did was I ended up FaceTiming or calling two of my very best friends every single night. They're both guys and 
you know, whatever your views are on that, I could give a shit less. Because I had, you know, two of my closest friends growing up were guys. And I just held tight to those memories. I got through the school day and did just fine. And I lived for the months of late April to August. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the best memories that I had because I was spending them with my best friends. So you'll get through it. And trust me, when you get to be our age and are able to go to college with those you know, other people who are like-minded or even just have some similar views, that will be the time of your life. incredible. And I'm not telling you that my high school years or grade school years, whatever, were awful. No, they weren't the best. They weren't bright and shiny rainbows. And when I moved to college, it was like a breath of fresh Mm -hmm. air for me. And just know that you're going to get there at some point. Take every day by day and cling tight to those friends that you're really close with and move the hell on. Yep. And another thing, too, while we're talking about friends, it's not abnormal um, in the livestock industry to have best friends that are guys. Or be very close with, you know... Uh, Just be, of the opposite sex. sex. And and that's so weird to people who aren't involved in it. I mean, I'm just thinking about you and I. Our best friends growing up were like a group of eight guys. And, it, and it's so weird, you know, and people probably give you a lot of hell if you're in that situation from your hometown or they want to, you know, talk about it. And this is more coming from a girl, you know, a, the girl, being a girl who's friends with a bunch of guys. I got a lot of shit with for it. I know Maddie got a lot of shit for it. I lived with them. Yeah, like, it doesn't... And I think that my parents did as well. And I know for a fact that... So, the guys that I lived with, their parents were super supportive and 100% understood why we were all living together. We were with each other 24-7, so what the hell was the difference? Yeah. And we were all happy in that situation. But my poor parents, people in town, the minute that they found out, like... Oh, well, where is Maddie at now? Oh, she's at Western. Oh, you know, does she have an apartment? Does she live in a dorm? Is she in a sorority? Well, she's kind of in her own little sorority of seven guys <laughs> in her. And they're, she's the only female in that house. They're like, isn't that like a brothel or something? <laughs> it's like, no. Wait a second. Is a brothel just females? I have no idea. I don't know. So whatever, a- the, whatever the term is, I don't know. But I do know that that's sometimes difficult. Just forget about them. Who cares? No, that's that's the thing, too, is, like, it's it just, I don't understand why it always became, it, when it became so complicated. Because in the livestock and ag deal, that's so normal. And if people give you shit about it, who, who cares? They're probably jealous that they have three friends that are all girls and they don't, do, I don't even know where I'm going this. But basically, again, like I've said before... If people want to talk, let them talk. Because if people don't want to understand, let them go. Yep. Just, you can't control every situation in your life. And you're, you're, this is from advice from two people who spent a very good chunk attempting to do that. You can't control shit. People are going to do people things whether you are good to them or you're bad to them. So be happy. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your friendship. Prioritize people who prioritize you. and But still be understanding of other people's lifestyles. It's just, it's all about, life's about finding that, the happy medium and just balance. Just balancing shit out. And I just hope that 
everyone has a good friend in their life or a couple good friends that they can call and and just know that are there because I know that there's some people who you know we've had people message us about you know I'm not very so I'm not very sociable I can't I don't like to start a conversation um, I don't know where to go with this and and that's hard too and I know that a lot of people just desperately want a friend and don't and you know if you're listening to this and there's somebody who's kind of just isolated or you know they just don't seem to be very outgoing reach out to them be like hey you want to go you know to dinner or you want to do this that could change someone's life change someone's life or let's say you you know the town over there's someone else who is a lot like you say they're in the same county as you though and you've been competitors reach out to them let your ego and your pride go oh my god I reach can't out to them because chances are they're in the exact same situation that you are yeah and that just like we said it's it's so um it's so frustrating because I remember how trying those high school days and middle school days were and and I know that we have a group of listeners like that and I know now that I've been in college I can't even tell you the I I think I surrounded myself with the most successful, fun, loving group of people when I went to Lakeland. And I'm super pumped, you know, to go to A&M and see the kind of friends that I'll, I'll go, gain from there. But not even that, just in college. The friends and people that you have in your, um, in the livestock industry are, are the people that are going to be in your wedding. They're the people who you're going to be your kid's godparents. They're the people who you're going to call for the rest of your life and just it's exciting and not the not to bash that every friendship's complicated or, or try to break it down like that but just cherish them you know you, there's a lot of people who wish they had more friends and there's a lot of people who have lost friends um, so just just be there for people I couldn't have said it better it's just that's the word of the week the I don't even know. Hopefully you guys. You're, we're all friends. And that's thing, a thing, too, that I want to be known. And I, I hope that... I, I feel like we've been open about it, but I guess putting it into words. Maddie and I obviously have this platform with the podcast. But we are never too good for any one of you to reach out to us and us to have a conversation with them. And I hope we've made that clear. Very clear. I, I don't want to ever think... If anyone, I don't, not that, you know, we need to go back and try to please everyone. Because we're not, we're not dumb. We know there's people that probably don't like the podcast. That's, that's fine. They don't have to. But we never want to make it seem like just because we sit behind the microphone and you're listening to us, that we aren't just one of you. And so I hope that we've made that very clear. And uh, I hope that, you know, that we're always here to talk. And even though we're busy if we don't get back to you immediately, we will. I promise. But um, we're building a community. We're not building an enterprise. Exactly. Boom, boom. But I do want to read. You know, this is while we're, we're wrapping it up. I want to read one of the funniest DMs we've got. Okay. I'm ready for this. Oh my god, it was so funny. I I almost had tears. Um, I gotta get to it. She says. So, I was listening to um, the Do Your Thing podcast and couldn't help but hear at the end when you talk about using products on yourself, which was our, our 
if you remember back, we talked about using Easy Clean and hog brushes. It made me think of when I used a sheep carding comb on my hair and ended up cutting my scalp and had an infection in my head. Moral of the story, do not use sheep combs. They hurt. And no matter how clean you are, you will have an infection. Bad day. (laughs) So if you ever thought about doing that, don't. Um, I just thought that was really funny. So write us those messages. Oh, we love them. And and we probably need to do, you know, we're going to start a new segment here soon with some of the stuff that we've incorporated on our Instagram questionnaire and we're going to continue to do that because um it's so overwhelming when you guys send us stuff not not overwhelming in a good way I hope that that came out right like how happy and just excited it makes that this has flourished the way that it has and I know we always say oh we're so amazed you know the downloads and how many people reach out to us but reading you guys's kind words about you know, the fact that there was one sentence that I, I literally cried and I don't cry that much. And she said, I feel like I'm at home when I listen to the keeper pin. And it, yeah, I was, and, my eyes were sweating. In saying that, if you have something that you would like us to discuss, we will keep you anonymous and we will oh, talk absolutely. about it. Because one of these days, no matter, I mean, I could have, if someone would have told me that we would have run out of something to talk to, I would have been like, whatever, us two will never run out of something. But genuinely, one of these times we might. So reach out to us. If you want to hear about something, if you want to hear us talk about a random story again, tell us anytime. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't wait for us to ask for your opinions or your thoughts or we your ideas. Text us, DM us, whatever it takes. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. And we, like I said, we've had a lot of, you know, and still, we, uh, I don't know if we'll just, we have, you know, our new presenting sponsor, the stock market and stuff like that. But if, if you've got a business and you want to, you know, us to, to talk about it, not that we're going to have, we're, this is not going to be a, a podcast full of ads. I guess this is kind of our end of wrap up. And we really don't want to think about it as an ad. As a, no, it's just. We're highlighting you. We want to talk about stuff that, that you're doing for yourself. Um, yeah, we don't, like Maddie said earlier, this is a community, not an enterprise. And, but if you want to talk, you know, have a business or you have, uh, I don't even know what you want to do. An inspirational quote. Yeah. Or it's somebody's birthday and you want to shout out, I'll sing. I don't care. I won't. I, I don't I want to put you through that. But. Because we're I'm not going to get sued for having get ear surgery or something on someone. <laughs> ear surgery. What we're getting at is reach out to us, okay? We're not we're not above anyone, and we don't want everyone to think that. And we're here to support young people in agriculture, women in agriculture, guys, and just agriculture in general. But we're doing it from a young perspective and a a new voice. And we hope that we've been successful with it. But just don't think that we're too good for you because we're not we love you we love you guys so much thanks for listening tune in next week on wednesday at 10 you also know the drill with all of our merchandise and our apparel um the wandering maverick hopefully soon we will have um more stuff you know like hoodies and sweatpants and Maybe pajamas. Suitcases and cars. I hope our face is on a car one day. I hope not. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Well, we'll see y'all 
little munchkins are little children. Do you not feel like a parent? Sometimes, yeah, but I've felt like that for four years now, so it's just par for the course. Mm. I just feel like I have 2,700 kids. I feel like, I feel like, um, Michelle Duggar. Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> oh. I don't want to feel like her, to be completely honest with you. I just don't know if I could do the skirt. Or the hair. Hmm. Or the 19 kids. Or the birthing. The birthing. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, we'll see y'all hookers next week. We love you. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Deuces.